Hi everyone, my name is Darren Griffith and you're very welcome to the sixth episode of the Lusk Athletic Club podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in and if it's your first time tuning in, please do visit and check out our earlier episodes. As always, please like, share, follow and subscribe across all of your go-to podcast apps. So in this episode, we talk to Liliana O'Hora, who as well as being a very well-known and fantastic athlete, is also the Women in Sports Manager at Athletics Ireland. We also meet three young athletes from Lusk AC, Daniel O'Brien, Ross Moore and Cara McNally. There's been loads going on over the last month, so well done to all those competing at the various graded meets, the Juvenile Outdoor Leagues, the Limerick Marathon and also a few overseas marathons. So let's start with Julie's interview with Liliane O'Hora. Hi everyone, so we're delighted to have Liliane O'Hora talking with us today. Liliane is currently a nationally competitive 60 and 100 metre hurdler. She's a member of Dooning AC in Limerick. She was named in the 30 under 30 for PwC Sport for Business with her very important role as Women in Sport Manager with Athletics Ireland, which has seen her create and implement several initiatives such as the Hit Squad and Forerunners. And if that wasn't enough, she also co-hosts the Athletics Ireland podcast alongside David Gillick. I'm sure many of our Lusk AC members also tune in and benefit from the varied features. You can never have too many athletics podcasts, I mean, <laughs> um, so listen, Lillian, is there anything that I haven't covered in that very long introduction to yourself that would give us a little bit more insight into who you are? Thank you, Judy. You're very good. And thank you, obviously, for inviting me on to chat. Um, no, um, nothing really. I'm from Limerick, which is a, a lovely place. We're just after hosting um, Riverfest in Limerick. I'm sure there was probably some of the Lusk AC gang down running the the marathon or the yes, there marathon. Yes, there were. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So we we we'd we've had a lot of pride over the last weekend because there was just so much on offer down here. And um, yeah. No, I'm involved with Dunine since I was probably seven years of age, and um, got involved through community games. And um, thankfully, I I'm still in one piece and still being able to do it. And obviously, work in the in the sport that I love so much and work with Legs Ireland. So um, no, that that that's me in a nutshell. Great. And tell us a bit about yourself and your, you know, your personality. Like what, what words would your friends use to describe you? Um, probably a bit nuts. Um, just because I've like probably trying to juggle a lot. Um, most athletes by their nature are high achievers and we want the best of everything and we want to be the best at everything. Um, so I, I do have a tendency to kind of take a lot on, um, yeah. you know, I, in terms of, of work I want to be the best that I possibly can be in work I want to be the best athlete that I can possibly be on the track yeah um, I want to be sociable I want to do all these things and um, at different times things have to give um yeah. but I suppose most of all they probably say I'm positive I'm I'm happy um yeah. and even though I'm a bit mad, I'm definitely easygoing as well. So yeah. yeah that's a good combination to have. <laughs> definitely a high achiever, if not an overachiever. Yes, exactly. Um, so tell me, tell me a bit about your sporting background. Like how did you first get involved with athletics? So I started off um via community games. Um okay. I was actually down at a friend's house at the time and her mom was bringing down her down to the like the local trials. Yeah. And I they were just babies at me so they said like come on do you want to come down and get stuck into it too and I said yeah like so I did but it was actually awful because I ended up beating my neighbor and like it was only say like four to be selected so she would say sixth and I was fourth or something like that and uh so there's a lot of tears on the way home oh, and, no. <laughs> but that that but that was it and, and like I, I've never looked back since and you know, I got stuck in, I did the under 10 hurdles and I did the mixed relay and everything like that. And like, it wasn't very competitive or anything like that at the time, you know, it was just a bit of crack. And um, I always remember my my dad, because my dad was um, an athlete before, but like he never pushed me to go down to to, to the club or to community games. Um, just kind of happened, I suppose, organically, which is really nice. And what was his discipline? Uh, he would have done actually... A bit of everything, you know, as he say back in the day, um, he, he would have done like long distance running and then he would have done sprints, then he would have done 400. But um, I suppose then when I kind of started to show an interest and particularly like I just get a bit stronger, I need a little bit more help. He just, he thankfully decided that he he wouldn't, he'd look after me a little bit more. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I see little kids running around the track with their dads and stuff now and I'm kind of look, half looking on at them being like, 
God, you're going to be on this track for a lot more years if you keep going the way we're going. Uh, but they're all really good problems to have. Um, and yeah, just again, the advice that he gave me at the time like was, you know, stick in with this crowd. You never know how far you'll go. You could end up with going to Mosny. And like Mosny was like the best thing in the world, Julie. Like it yeah. was like, like the community aims now isn't, it, it, it was down in... Um, Mosley was in Meath and yeah. it was like it used to be called Butlins and like every county was represented there was discos on the Friday Saturday Sunday night and yeah. you go with the bus to represent your county and you know you just the fun you'd have at that weekend you never thought you'd have fun like that in your life again and you'd be nearly depressed driving home on the bus <laughs> but like that that was that was basically all I was aspiring to to do at the time like go to Mosley and you know I got there every year then from then on after and I suppose Mozzie now is replaced with other bits and competitions, but um, yeah, we're supposed to. Yeah, I was going to ask now. if that if that still exists. It sounds like good fun. Yeah, it, it's gone. Well, it's not that it's gone. The community games, the national finals are still held, but it's not held in that capacity or that venue anymore. Um, but community games is just such a brilliant way for people to get involved as well with athletics. A lot of non-athletics people start their journeys that way. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's an amazing competition. And did you start broad and find a love for hurdles or was it hurdles from the start? Um, It actually, it, it happened to be hurdles from the start, but like accidentally, if that makes sense, like, you know, like they just happened. I don't know. I actually don't actually know how they threw me into them. Um, Probably because I was probably mad enough to to want to do them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like I did hurdles for under 10, which, but then you don't do hurdles enough. You don't do hurdles like on a track until under 13. So I did a bit of like like middle distance running, 600s, 800s, bit of hurdles. Like I did absolutely everything, multi-events. And then eventually, I suppose I kind of got good at the hurdles too. Um, Like I wouldn't be a, a mad speedster. Like is in, I'm, a, I'm a very good technician, but I wouldn't be as good on the flat. The, on the flat but um, yeah, just kind of was, I'm mad enough to do it simply. <laughs> <laughs> So is that a quality that you have to have to stick up hurdles? I, kind of I think people so. Over. I yeah. think so. I think you've what do you love about it? Like what what is it that you you enjoy? I think, like I suppose the beauty of it is that you've ten barriers in front of you, yeah. like which is which is kind of like life, like all these obstacles placed on you, and it's like how you overcome every single one of them. Um, I know that might kind of sound like kind of kind of cringe or whatever, but like you know you do have an opportunity to to try different things between them and and test yourself and everything like that and like good hurdling almost feels like you're going to kill yourself like (laughs) because you're you're flying so much and I suppose it's like trying to test those and push those boundaries as far as you possibly can Uh, it's a lovely thing to do and it is a badge of honor to be able to say that you can do that and do that quite well so um yeah I suppose that yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what is your proudest moment to date in terms of your athletics? Um, I would probably say, like, you know, I've had some really good days out in competitions, um, like you know, running for Ireland and you know, being one of the fastest of all time. Like those kind of things are are, are lovely. But like, I do take immense pride in being from twenty eight years of age now, and like it's really hard like it's really mm-hmm. hard to do the sport and like I suppose I take great pride in that I'm I'm still with it and like I'm not with it and like tipping away like like I'm still competitive and yeah I don't think people realize like actually how hard it is to be like an average athlete never mind to be like a decent athlete and um, but the fact that like you keep showing up um I just happen to be getting better which is great um, but that I'm really enjoying it you know and yeah. I think like that like when I see kids now going up and like now and I just wish they they enjoy it and realize how much the sport can give them and like not get too sucked in on their comp like the performances mm-hmm. they're doing and everything like that like you know athletics if you're doing it right it's a marathon not a sprint like hopefully you'll have a lot of, of great years to enjoy it but you go through different stages I think in your athletics career of you know of transitioning from like different personalities of, of growth of yourself yeah you know, when you're in when you're in secondary school it can be so difficult like I, when I look back on all my years of athletics 
I genuinely think that like school like that 13 to 18 years is the hardest simply because like you're trying to find your own identity your own self Mm -hmm. in the world and like there's all these like social peer pressures and stuff like that and like you have to be really strong not to succumb to some of those and at the time it's really hard but then you do get your moments of like of immense pride from being able to do that and then hopefully if you're still lucky enough to be competing into college you know that's a big growth opportunity too because you've more hours to train you get to meet new people you you might be connected to a different team because you're now representing your university your IT and that's a really important transition as well because you're going from being like a youth level athlete Mm. to a senior level athlete and again when you're in school you're constantly looking at the girls older than you going I want to be like her I want to be like her yeah and then when you get to college you're kind of trying you've established yourself a little bit more but it takes a lot of work to be a good senior you know um yeah. as well and it, it's actually I, I would say it's a lovely opportunity like that that those kind of four years in college um to, to, to kick on and well thankfully I did but yeah. you have a lot of great fun in between as well so I just would love if everyone else could experience like half of the great things that I've got from the sport like you know from from like you know traveling to to friends you know just to be connected with like like like-minded people like you might be have friends in school or whatever but like the more you go through life you'll always meet your club friends that you would have ran with when you were 10 12 I met a girl yesterday that like she was the queen bee when we were in Dunine when we were younger. Yeah. And like talking to her now, like she's 30, I'm 28. It's as if we're still down and Crescent Comprehensive, still training together, you know, like nothing changes yeah. um, and everything like that. And like, you just can't, I don't, I, I don't know, but like, I just don't think you can get that or emulate that sort of friendship anywhere else but through yeah. sport, you know? So um, yeah. it's so powerful. And I think, you know, those teenage years, you know, there can be a lot of people drop out at that stage. Like, what were your sort of observations? You obviously stuck with it, but did you yeah. see other people around you kind of losing interest or dropping out of it? Yeah, like, yeah, lots, unfortunately. You know, I suppose like, I was really lucky. Like, I had my dad, you know what I mean? He knew the sport. He knew me. Um, You know, my mom and dad, they want me to have absolutely everything that I can in the world. Um you know so they were kind of willing to they what they were allowing me to like be my like a child and a teenager you know but then would show me the importance of like you got to work hard and you have to make sacrifices in different times like but like you know my dad put certain things in place like for example say on a Wednesday in school like these are just really simple basic things like on Wednesday in school we used to finish at 20 past one yeah so dad, dad would collect me and we'd go off to the track and we'd go training and you know it was lovely because it's like I still had time to do my homework in the evening or like if I wanted to meet a friend for an hour I could do that um and then you know you train hard at the weekend or whatever but like I still was able to get my schoolwork done still could meet my friends and socialize uh, and small little strategies like that I think definitely do help you where it's like like especially around those like academic years when you're study study studying girls unfortunately really put so much pressure on themselves to, mm. to perform academically probably more so than their male peers um so like strategies like that can keep you keep you involved like you know training maybe doing your sessions at the weekend would you have a bit more time allow you yeah. to do it not think that the during the week you have to get everything done squeezed into your days um they're, they're simple things but like yeah it was sad to see the girls go um but I do really think that when you're that age you have to really ask yourself like what do you want and like genuinely want rather than just going with the crowd and so hard to so um, like you know not be succumbed to that but then having your really good friends in your club like a club like Lusk you know there's huge camaraderie there amongst um your club gang and you've such really good relays and you know keeping those girls involved and keeping those boys involved at those ages is critical simply because there's such power in coming together in in, in numbers and they will Absolutely. and hopefully they continue to do that and just you know if someone's having a bad day or or not showing up every now and then the other if, if not the coach always texting saying you're not come to train and but mm. the friends 
uh things like that like you know you like I've had amazing friends you know from it but um that that would definitely be my their strength and numbers so try keep as many of your friends involved yeah. as possible so it's just really kind of having a balance isn't it you know trying to yeah. fit in around you know whatever your you know academic desires are and you know the work and everything else is really fitting in around and getting that balance and and encouragement from coaches as well that will keep hopefully keep more more females in the sport and so tell us a bit about your career and how you you know started a career in athletics yeah so I, I was really lucky so I actually happened to get a sports scholarship to Dublin City University and had time in my life there I studied sports science and health which was great because to be honest like I you know as a teenager you change your CEO about 15, yeah. 15 times before the actual date but it was it was always going to be sports science uh yeah. because I love sport uh science part not so much but I I managed to get through it and um I after my like the end of my final year I was like procrastinating as most you know final year students are doing and I was, I was scrolling through Facebook at the time and a job opportunity like within Athletics Ireland the regional development officer popped up and I was like Jesus like better learn how to you know put myself in a C do a CV and put myself in an interview scenario and see how I get on and everything like that so I did and I applied for it and uh one of my friends and eventual training partner Paul Byrne who's actually the head of DCU Athletics now um he also went for the job and <laughs> thankfully the two of us actually just ended up being brought on um and it was really good because I suppose like sports science is it's very similar to doing an arts degree uh like you get a broad like uh introduction to so many topics you know from nutrition to strength and conditioning to physiology etc but sometimes when there's so many doors open in front of you you don't necessarily know which one you really should go into yeah. And I kind of found myself like in that situation of like, I really love coaching. Like I really love the practical side of it. I love development. I love working with people, but didn't really know like then what door I was going to say. So I'd love to be able to say here, like, oh, I had a really good idea of how to do it and whatever. But like, I hadn't a clue. And, yeah. you know, I, I do think, um, I suppose, I, but what I did know I had in me was like a genuine love for the sport and everything like that. And I was like, and thankfully Pat Ryan who's now the director of coaching development took took us both on and you know that was five and a half years ago at this stage and uh, so that was lovely and then I suppose the women's sport role came on in 2019 and I've been doing that ever since which has been which has been great. So it sounds great that you both started at the same time that wasn't like your childhood story where there was yeah. tears in the car home. Yeah and I thought home. there was I thought there was because he like Paul is like a, he he was doing a bit of work for Athletics Ireland and like he was such a highly established athlete you know and you know someone if I was hiring I would have wanted him too so I was, when I saw he was the competition I was like oh, oh here we go so uh, they got trouble by taking the two of us on, but um, yeah. it, it, it definitely it definitely worked out. It paid off. It paid off. Yeah. So tell me about the, your current role then, in terms of you know being in charge of women in in sports manager. Yeah. So basically, um, the role is trying to increase representation of women at like every level of of our sports. So from coaching, leadership, officiating, across in having visibility and like we're really good like in terms of like our athletes get the same number of like visibility and they get the amount of funding is equal and everything like that but when you look really deep into the sport kind of those within like the decision making um positions unfortunately women um are in the minority you know even um over the last say number of like olympic cycles um in general this isn't just in ireland but like the number of accredited female coaches attending olympic games was 10% in London and then in Rio it went to 12% and then now after Tokyo it was only 13% so like yeah it's increasing but like marginally yeah. you know and like there's some incredible women out there doing some great coaching like our numbers in Ireland at the high level coaching are actually quite decent when you compare them globally like the likes of Noel Marcy um Hayley Harrison, Kay Bannon, Patricia Almond, like there's so many amazing women coaching at a high level. Um, 
but you know it's like well what can we do to, to change those numbers and challenge those numbers and and it's not even all about numbers because you know this is like a cultural thing that we're trying to change and challenge um and we're but we just happen to be trying to do it through sport and yeah. as a result you know we've developed and created a number of programs to do just that um and w- the biggest program that we have is our forerunners program which is our female leadership program so that's trying to encourage uh women who are interested in kind of from coaching to leadership to officiating uh to get involved um and actually the first year that we did it in 2020 we had four women from lusk ac signed up which is incredible you know and um i've really loved you know the pro the program that we do it's really good it's really enjoyable and everything like that and women involved in that program then have an opportunity to gain access to a mentor um but from my perspective I love when the program stops and I not that I sit back but I actually get to see what the women get up to themselves with their newfound kind of confidence their their newfound knowledge their new network um, and it just takes legs you know with the amount of um, action that they get up to afterwards and new initiatives and um you know I've seen Lusk just grow 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 over the last number of years in particular um you know with the likes of Nicole involved you know she's really trying to encourage like even like something like this like a club podcast like that that's because all of your members like all of you feel empowered to do more and to you want to do more not just for yourselves but for the club and the community and you feel people will benefit from it um and again you know I would like to imagine that maybe that came about because you've had good leaders encouraging one another on. And um, I hope that Definitely. those, those yeah. values came through forerunners, similar things like that. Yeah. Um, but you just have, like, again, the main thing that we're trying to do is just connect good people with good people and let them enjoy being in each other's company because it just, it just explodes then after. And yeah. Yeah, it's been really and enjoyable. What, what, like, well, what are the issues? What What are the barriers? You know, what what are the you know, for, you know, for the, the, the reasons behind the low numbers of women yeah. in sports and athletics? So it, a lot of research has been around um, fix the women, fix the women. It's all the women's fault. They, it's them, it's them, it's them. But it's actually, you know, we're not trying to fix the women. We're trying to fix the systems that the yeah. women are, that are in, you know. So um, it's all about making sure that everyone has the same access and same opportunities um you know that we have male allies supporting us bringing us through things um if it's on a personal level sometimes it's if for women it is like kind of time you know Mm. between families and having to make various career choices and everything like that um just the way like if you were applying for a job sometimes stereotypically you know um men if they saw a job application they just throw their name in even without really properly reading it but women were probably a little bit more kind of particular and harden ourselves on unless we tick every single box unless we know exactly what's going to be happening we're not really willing to get in, in involved mm-hmm. um a lot of it is they don't feel like they've support either in their personal lives or in their career um you know someone in their corner saying no you can do this they won't do it yeah. um but they're the kind of major things or like I said like you know sometimes it's it's men not championing women sometimes it's women not championing women so you know there is a a responsibility and an onus on every single one of us not just women for women but because everyone benefits from it you know what I mean if we do it all right um it's for fairness you know yeah yeah and and are you also involved in sort of encouraging women just to to actually participate in sport as well yeah. you know, not just yeah. being leaders and coaches but actually you know start you know doing athletics start running start yeah sport. yeah so so basically my job came about because of sport ireland so the government essentially decided you know we need to really make an active cha- cha- change here uh, so they gave us certain pillars to look after. So some is coaching and officiating and the other kind of um, element would be active participation. So as you said, just getting people physically active. So mm. we run a program called Fit for Life. And um, I say program. And again, we've actually done a big review on this recently. Um, that people who 
engage in fit for life don't really like to call it a program because they feel like it's more a way of life and mm. um, they would kind of identify as people who like to walk jog run um, and eventually race in some cases uh, but every club across the country does it does it completely different and uh, at the moment within Athletics Ireland we're trying to do a big review to see a like how we can make it better how we can get more women involved to do it because um predominantly it is women who who engage with it um and they're there for life and like we know the true value of what the sport can do not just um performance wise but mentally physically socially and um you know we really I think we do have a responsibility and an obligation to kind of show that as best as we possibly can hence why we're doing the review now at the moment to make it a a bit at the as best as possible version of itself so that we can just get more and more people involved but even on yeah. another thing is that like say through the forerunners program actually um we met this uh incredible woman called irene clark um <laughs> i don't know if it, maybe some of your 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 listeners might be familiar with her but irene came onto the program as you know um she's involved with west waterford athletic club however she's um also a qualified personal trainer uh snc and an education specialist so her area of expertise is now um peri and postmenopause. so okay. she does a lot of workshops and webinars about um you know getting more women you know pre and post menopause um involved in physical activity and like the, the challenges and the barriers that can come around that time and this is something that like we would never have even discussed like if we went back two years ago I wouldn't really have known much about it but like Irene has had an immense uh impact um on a on an ample number of our of our clubs of doing workshops and that has really challenged that change and got more involved like gotten more people involved into athletics because of it because you're learning through sport you know what I mean like people would pay thousands for the information that she's putting uh putting out there and it's really really life-changing um that's so I, I, I would really recognize uh recommend if if that's something in space but you know she's brought over three and a half thousand women through some of her workshops not just that's in athletics yeah, yeah. And, and again you know she's um connected to incredible people from coming through that forerunners program that I mentioned earlier um mm. but she has just taken legs with it and you know really transformed so many people's lives yeah, we had a GP on last episode and we did touch a little bit on sort of perimenopause, menopause and the, the age group where women can actually fall out of, of you know, athletics at that age, mm. uh, you know, maybe don't have enough energy and, you know, just kind of st- struggling a little bit. I think even yeah. just the stats for, you know, for women at over 45 running marathons is quite low. I think it's only 23% or something is actually females around yeah. that figure anyway. Like, uh, so- like Irene, again, this is all the information that Irene's kind of presented to me is that like 30% of women drop out of physical activity because of the symptoms and the experiences mm. that they're going through during that stage of their lives and like there's so many things that you can implement to combat like rather than feeling like you have to go down the kind of um maybe through a medical intervention and everything like that but um yeah she's been incredibly knowledgeable yeah. and impactful of everything that she's done in that space um and again it's just like we've really good members in our clubs and they're willing to share and help everyone and um it's what that's what kind of keeps me involved and invigorated in the role that I'm in yeah yeah well I joined fit for life last September actually so oh. I'm a, a fairly recent graduate and I, I'm also in that age group so I actually find it really helped me just generally physical mental health everything but also sleeping so much better yeah uh, you know lack of sleep insomnia those are kind of things that really can can get you uh when you reach my stage in life but uh so yeah no, it's a brilliant program it was very well run at Los KC as well I have to say yeah uh, so yeah I'm off but off to training tonight I'm moved on to the next group <laughs> that's, that's, and again like that's a huge that's a huge accomplishment like I, I don't think people realize how hard it is actually to get involved in something like that how hard it is even just to like put on your shoes and get out the door and say oh my god am I actually committing to this you know so to hear a success story like yourself like I think that's 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 incredible and like you know you're a real role model for what you're doing because 
um, you know, you're dragging more women out there with you, even if it's for a cup of tea after or yeah. anything like that. They, they, it's amazing what it can do and who it can connect you to. Yeah, a lot, a lot of my friends are getting sick of me talking about running now. <laughs> I have managed to recruit one or two. Good. <laughs> Others are still thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, actually, it's actually really funny because um, I was one of the clubs that we were talking to, um, they... <laughs> They're, the way they'd get new members into Fit for Life was that um, they'd have wine nights. So oh, like yeah. every okay. every four weeks they would all meet like for the Fit for Life wine night every Fit for Life Fit for Life Fridays, which turned into like a wine night. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking maybe I should like transfer over to that club because I was like, That's yeah, like, you that know, could, that could be the graduation, you know, free yeah. bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it's a great way to get people in the door. Like they're rewarded for their efforts, and like you know they can socialize hopefully in um in a responsible manner all together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about the Hit Squad because that's another one of your initiatives. The Hit Squad, the Girl Squad, I'd say it is. Um, we do a, a school girls program called the Girl Squad, and um, that's basically just trying to encourage more girls to become involved. Um, not not in athletics clubs. Like it, it'd be amazing if they do, but just to give them a newfound appreciation for all things athletics. You know the skills that you learn from fundamental movement skills from time management to be able to to create your own training sessions and we're we're involved in 20 schools across the country at the moment uh we've nearly a thousand girls after completing the program and the feedback has been immense um what what really came out of it as well is that the girls want to lead these um these initiatives they want to be involved in physically active, like being physically active and it's given them the confidence to do so, you know, um, you know, some of the girls have came out and said, you know, like now I now have the confidence to go for a jog around my, you know, my estate. And you're kind of saying like, that's really sad that it's only coming out of, of now, but if that that's an incredible life skill to be able to do to be able to go out your side of your door and, you know, reap the rewards of um, being physically active um you know so yeah we mightn't see that person put on a lusky seat top but yet we'll see them better themselves and sure what more what more could you really want yeah how do schools get involved in that do they have to so apply they can that? either apply apply to myself or we can if, if you go on to the, the the website and type in the girl squad athletics ireland it'll appear there um and like we want to see the more schools the better um it, it's free the program is free at the moment and everything like that uh, and hopefully it's just going to get bigger and better but they get lots of nice um they get rewarded for um for participation not performance yeah. which is and is that is it a transition year program? it can be any year any, any year. year any year of school uh but it's it's mostly been transition years at the moment but it can go it's all the material there can be towards anyone Mm, yeah um great so yeah I, I was, there's lots there's some amazing work being done obviously by yourself in Athletics Ireland but if you could wave a magic wand what one thing would you like to see change in terms of women in sport um probably just that the women themselves have you know realize how good that they actually are how much skills and expertise that they have and you know take real ownership in the impact that they can have on people because like we have incredible women involved in our members they just don't really probably have the confidence um or back themselves enough or like truly commit to something they rather than um you know and I, I would just love them to be relentless in their pursuit regardless of whatever that role or level may be um, you know, and it, it, it's something that I really enjoyed seeing some of the women that have came through our programs do and um, just to see what like, like like what comes out of it, of their yeah. actions. Um, that would be really it. You know, like we have a pipeline of women who are destined for success. Um, and sometimes, you know, a program like Forerunners is something that they they just need to be reminded of that. Um, very quickly, they make friends for life. They're connected with like minded people who think like them, act like them have similar strategies and you know they realize that they're not on this by themselves and yeah. um, so if we could just make the sport as accessible to everyone and that everyone feels valued in our sport I think we'd go go very very far yeah yeah that'd be brilliant um so you know back to yourself what's what's next for you what are your kind of professional or athletic goals for the year ahead um 
professional goals, I've just actually recently applied for more funding uh, to be able to run programs like this because yeah. it is it's expensive what we're trying to do yeah. uh, what we're trying to change because we've got really really incredible kind of people involved in helping us deliver you know this change for women in sport um so hopefully we'll find out over the next few months um how successful we are and um then in terms of Personally, athletics wise, I hopefully get to step on a track over the next few weeks and yeah. do a bit of racing, which will be quite daunting at first, but just an all rust buster and get back out on the horse. There's no better way to do it. And yeah, keep enjoying it. Well, listen, thank you so much. I um, really appreciate your time today. And it's been really interesting talk to, talking to you. So thank you. Thanks, Julie. And best of luck to everyone in Los Gacy, most importantly. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again to Lillianne. For those that are interested, I've added links to our episode notes for the Athletics Ireland Fit for Life, Forerunners and the Girl Squad programmes. Next up, we have an interview with three of Los KC's young athletes. You'll hear references to the OTC in this interview. The OTC, or Olympic Training Centre, clearly we're aiming high here at Los KC, is an indoor training area the club is really delighted to have secured and developed. It's an area that allows our members to train for all disciplines, including high jump, pole vault and throwing events. We also have a fully equipped gym there, and it was in the gym area at the OTC that I met with Daniel, Ross and Cara. So hi everyone, I'm really delighted to be joined by three of Los KC's young athletes, Daniel O'Brien, Cara McNally and Ross Moore. I think we'd all agree that our juvenile and young athletes are the bedrock of any athletics club. So Daniel, Cara and Ross, you're very welcome and thanks for taking the time to uh, talk to us and even on a, on a Friday evening, so we're really grateful. Um, I'm planning to go around to each of you and I'm going to start with Daniel. So Daniel, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved in athletics? Yeah, so hi everyone, it's great to be on the podcast and thanks for inviting us, Darren. Um, so I suppose I started, um, well, I, I'm Daniel and I'm 20 years old and um, I go to uh, College of Maynooth University at the moment and um, I do long distance running as many people know um, and I suppose I got involved about, um, I just had to rethink there, but about eight and a half years ago I suppose, um, around kind of um, 2014, 2015 and um, I was in sixth class in primary school and I can't remember exactly but I just had got interest in running. I, I hadn't, I'd kind of done a bit, little bit of sports here and there but I suppose I hadn't been doing anything for a while and um, I'd like things like that you kind of get out like hike and recycling and the kind of running came along with that as well um, and I think there was probably stuff to do with maybe sports in school or something but um, um, I got into running I did run around Gillen, around Rush and stuff um, but uh, yeah so then I, I came up to training once my first contact was Aidan McKenna but since then I've just got involved, I, I kind of got into more long distance because that's what I've been doing and um, I've kind of tried everything in between but yeah I suppose from small beginnings. Yeah. So Ross what about yourself? Uh, well I'm Ross and I'm 16 years old, I go to Lusk Community College. Uh, I joined Athletics at Brown this time last year I think March 2022 um, and I got my dad, I always grow, grew up watching my dad run and he would used to pester me to join so I just thought I'd give it a go I did I'd done cross country and whatnot in about fifth sixth class maybe and I was pretty good at it so my dad kept pestering at me join join so I just decided I'd give it a go good stuff I'm one of those dads as well that uh, harasses my children to uh, join the dance <laughs> clubs but they're resisting at the moment so Cara what about yourself yeah hi I'm Cara I'm a sixth year in Lusk and um I started athletics when I was about five I'd say. My mum was a little athletics coach and she obviously put me in straight away and I've pretty much been doing it every, ever since. I've literally tried like every event in the club in the athletics so and I'm still here. Good stuff, <laughs> early starter, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. So we're going to come back to you uh, Daniel and um, really it's just what's your favourite discipline and why? Um, yeah, so it's it's a hard one to pick sometimes. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm into the, the distance running and like that can be across country, track and field, road races and whatnot. But um, 
I'd say my favourite would be the 5k. Um, I've always, when I got involved with the club, I suppose I, I did the park runs and debate and our girl a bit later on as well. Um, and that was kind of my first experience of some sort of more formal event in running. And ever since then, I've been working on the 5k, I suppose. Good yeah. stuff. And then in terms of the 5k, I mean, uh, what's your most memorable 5k achievement to date or favourite run? Or um, I suppose it's it's a long it's a long time back now. There's um, just been a lot on since, but I remember back. I might have been in in second year or something in school or third year maybe, and I did. There was a, a charity run for Freud up in the National Sports Campus in Abbottstown. There was a lot less there at the time. There was no indoor arena or anything. It was just the campus, and there was a fire run. A few of us from the school went. Um, I went St Joseph's and rushed, but um, that was the first time I got sub twenty in the 5k and I remember like it was it was a real warm day and um, it was a bit of a struggle but um, it was I just found it great and like it was a great achievement and stuff and obviously that's 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 a while back and it's it's like kind of it's only one thing but it's it's just nice to remember back kind of Good the beginning. Proud as punch that Yeah <laughs> great. Exactly. Ross your favourite discipline and why? I haven't been in athletics very long, but uh, I've recently been trying more and more events. But I say my favourite would have to be the 200 because it's the one I've raced the most, the one I've trained the most. We're doing it almost every week, so I'd have to say that would be my favourite. Ah, very good. So it's your speciality for the moment. Um, yeah, for the moment. And then in terms of, you said you've done a few races. Which ones have you enjoyed the most or any one stand out? Uh, well, last weekend I did the 800 metres, which was totally... It's different to what I'd done before, 200 and 800 are vastly different. Um, I got on pretty well, I came first. There's only a grade of meeting, grade D, so, but I was still pretty chuffed considering I'd never ran it before. Very good, congratulations. Long busting last 200 metres? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> okay, Cara, um, yourself, favourite discipline and why? Uh, would have to be steeplechase. Um, I think it's better than all the other events, to be honest, because <laughs> it's just something different. I can't do any repetition I don't have any really attention span so I like the way it's like all different there's all different elements like including the like water jump which just makes it more exciting to run okay could you just tell us a little bit about the, the steeplechase please then yeah. as an event because maybe not so many people know that the fine detail yeah sure um so generally it's a 3k race but when you're younger it's a 1.5k and there's sometimes a 2k Um you're running there's five hurdles per lap and you just jump over them. There's one water jump, which is like only not, it's not deep at all, but you just jump over the hurdle into the water and yeah, that's about it. Okay, very good. But the, the, the hurdles themselves are more kind of uh, more stable. More barriers than yeah, hurdles, yeah. yeah. You can stand on them or jump over them. Oh. Normally I jump over them, but I know a lot of people step on them. Good stuff. I presume you go faster if you jump over. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the person. Okay, super. And then um, what's your most memorable achievement to date or race? Or I'd say it'd have to be in France. I'd done the Frankenville International uh, steeplechase. That was like about a year and a half ago now. But uh, I didn't get on as well as I hoped. But it was the experience was just something that really couldn't be bet by any other race I'd done. So, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Something for you guys to look forward to as well, Get, getting over to some of these uh, international races. Um, so that's really, really great. Um, so look, I was hoping one of you would walk us through a typical week of training. Are you up for the challenge, Daniel? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose everyone is training for different things and, and has different schedules, different, different parts of life and stuff. But I can give you kind of a rough overview, I suppose, of what I might get up to and... Um, I suppose it's it's kind of a new enough, well, it's, it's a kind of a routine I've got more used to as I've went to college and I kind of have access to different facilities. So um, I suppose you'd be training, um, some aspect of training, let that be kind of direct or indirect, comes into nearly every day, you know, it really becomes part of your life. But mainly for like, um, like a kind of full-on kind of speed session, you might have um, three or so per week, you know, depending and that would include mainly for me like something um on um in, in dust care at the hub for speed work and stuff like that and um, short work it might be um more kind of endurance uh, longer things like tempo runs and fire look and um, 
I've been really lucky over the past um, yeah, nearly two years now to be able to train a bit of my time in Newt University Athletic Club. Um, so they use the facilities um, at Lakela in Leakslip, which is a track which is nice to you. I'm always thinking if we had it here in Lusk, you know, it's such a great facility. It really like puts a centre on the athletic scene and um, there and, you know, here we pretty much have that but it just it'll just be that like real cherry on the top, I suppose. Um so yeah, so that that'll be the main things that and then obviously the weekend, depending if you're racing or not, but we, we do our hill sprints, the the famous hill sprint in our gill and the best hills in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Certain person would be happy for me to say that. Um but um yeah, so that'd be the main things. But um during the week as well, this there's a lot of easy runs getting your miles in, especially when you're doing distance running and stuff. People will know that. Um, nice slow runs. And then I suppose anything else on top, I, I do a little bit of cycling here and there. Um, so it's, it's all kind of adds to it and cross training. And then of course, and it's, I often forget, but your strength and conditioning as well. Somewhere to fit, you have to fit that in somewhere as well. Because um, it's really important to, you know, to um, for a whole so body holistic. Uh, um, during the day, mainly or? mainly up here where we are at the moment in the OTC. That's that's kind of my it's 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 a great so you know great spot. It's been developed really well over the last while, and um, a little bit of in Maynooth as well. I've 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 got um, in touch with people who know that kind of um, area a lot more and able to give a lot of good exercise and stuff. Um, so yeah, be a mix, but I'm really, I think I, I'm really privileged to have access to such a wide range of different people and athletics and different facilities and things. So, fantastic. Yeah. So what kind of mileage in a week and when you're full on training? Um, it, it depends really what you're doing, but I'd say anything between um, kind of uh, 50, 60, 70 kilometers maybe. Um, yeah. Very yeah. Good. Okay. So uh, thank you, Daniel. Um, well, actually, just maybe as a follow-up question, because you said you're at university. I mean, so how do you balance that kind of school, college, work commitments with uh, your athletics commitments? Are you going into lectures falling asleep or uh, full of energy? <laughs> yeah, it goes. It has ups and downs. Um, I suppose right now we're at the end of term, so um, it's 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 a bit exhausting at the moment. Just um, getting deadlines in and preparation for exams and everything. So. Um, at the moment, it's, it's full on, but during the normal kind of term and um, week to week, um, I, I think it emerges in really well, my week anyways, I find it's a great outlet to kind of get a break from like um, kind of the work during the week and, and going in at lectures. It's, it's nice to be out in the air um, and, and meeting and chatting to people. And I think um, you have to be, you have to have definitely a schedule and discipline around. You can't. Um, especially Manute, there's, there's a bit of travel and commuting involved as well. So there's a bit of planning to that and, and stuff. But are I you think doing squats on the train on the way in, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, not, maybe not that well. A lot of standing. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so just getting the balance right. I think you, you can get us, you can strike right. You have to know every week, every day, like how you feel, you know, to give it a break. Can you give a bit more? Uh, so, Cara, um, in what ways has athletics impacted your life outside of sports? Athletics has impacted my life in lots of ways, to be honest. Um, probably the main ones is what you get out of athletics and what you get out of working hard. Because so, uh, like, when you see your, all the discipline to do athletics, it shows you get rewards out of it. Like, obviously, I've gotten the competitions that I've competed in from working hard. And also from that, you get friendships as well. And most of my closest friends I have are from athletics that I got from athletics. So I guess that just carries through to the rest of your life. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. Um, so Ross, I think you're up next. Um, yeah. And I suppose, what's your, your favorite part of being involved in an athletics family such as Los AC? Well, the camaraderie would be my favorite part. Like everyone is so supportive, it's like, as you mentioned, a little family there, like all the coaches, they're all, you know, picking you up if you're down, all this, you know, well, I'd consider them friends. I hope, hopefully you would consider me friends. <laughs> friends but, for life. Friends, yeah. But, you know, on, say, a competition day, there's a gang of us going down. You're all warming up together, talking to each other, you know, hyping each other up, so to speak. Like, it's just, I, I love it. Like, 
that's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can relate to that being an, even an old, an old, an old fella. I can relate to that. It's yeah. all about the, the fun and the, and the camaraderie. Yeah. Okay, so actually, Ross, you can hang on to that, Mike. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> the next one is uh, about your athletics heroes and why. Well, I'd have to say my dad's my hero because oh. he's, yeah, <laughs> he's someone that I look up to every day. You know, he's working... He gets home from work, he's out running, he's foam rolling, he's doing all the stretches that I should be doing. He's telling me I should be doing them. But, um, yeah, I'd have to say my dad. In, perhaps in the professional scene, I'd have Israel Altunde because I've seen him, you know, down in Abbottstown, I'd be training. He's there as well. He's very, you know, the way he trains is so intense. And, you know, it's just good to see, like, what what can come from working hard and that um and he's very friendly and you know he'd take pictures with you i got a picture with him at one of my competitions i was very chuffed but anyway yeah uh, well, it's I'd great say, to be yeah, yeah. To, to meet in abbottstown people who are you know running in such a high level and you know potentially future medal winner hopefully yeah hopefully yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's fantastic um okay so carol we'll go with you next and then we'll go back to daniel so you're your hero and why well, there's a lot of people to look up to in athletics, especially lately all the Irish women in sport, like Rashida Adelecki, who's uh, won, broken like so many records. Uh, but one recently will be Sifan Hassan, who won the London Marathon not long ago. And uh, she's generally a track athlete, so it shows like all the different things that can come out of track and that you should just try everything because you'll never know what you'll be good at. Yeah, she's an amazing lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Very inspirational. Yeah, that's a really good one. Well done. Um, and then, Daniel, your athletics hero and why? Um, I was actually going to say Savannah Sam as well, because I, I was really impressed by her like, on the track and nearly getting the triple very close in Tokyo and stuff. But um, I suppose as well, um, so in, back a while ago, I know he's retiring now, but um, Mo Farah, um, it's, it's really impressive. I, I remember following like his um, his training and stuff, and, and different stories and stuff for a while, and and that's really impressive. But in terms of Irish athletes, um, um, we have so many people like um, like Cara and Ross have mentioned, um, in loads of different disciplines. Um, but I suppose I've got the pleasure of being able to race, um, in some universities and senior events now, um, against the likes of like Darren McElhenney, um who um, went to European Indoors, European Cross Country Championships, their team ended so well when it was here in December 2021. Um, so yeah, I think um, the future is bright. We, like, we have a lot of people to look up to and that, like, to learn from and um, potentially race with in the future as well. So yeah. Great, super. Has anyone represented Dublin or Ireland in athletics? Uh, and maybe can you tell us about that experience? I'm getting past the mic here, so I guess I'll talk about this one. Uh, so I've represented Ireland twice, uh, Dublin a l number of times, but uh, not Ireland. to say go I you anything there. Go, sorry. With, go with Ireland then. Um, uh, I done the Frankenvale International, as I was saying earlier, and it was a great experience. It was something I was never expecting. Uh, I had only done a few steeplechase races and. It was only the year before, maybe I'd done one race, then done two or three the next year, and then I was doing my qualifying race in Santry. I was the only one in it, so it, the, all us good club was there cheering me on, but everyone else hadn't a clue why they were cheering for someone who was the only person in the race. But I got my standard there, and I went over, and it was completely different to any race here. There was there were so many people and it was so competitive that athletes were just amazing and then later on in the year i done the schools internationals in derby and uh, we went with a team a bigger team of i'd say at least 40 athletes and it was a way more relaxed event which i enjoyed more but um yeah, and then I joined Steeplechase there as well, and that was 1500, which I prefer for a shorter distance. And it was great. Great, and did you meet many people? Have you got connections yeah. across Europe now? <laughs> yeah. or? I do, I still have a lot of them on Instagram, and uh, I swap one of my Irish jackets with one of the girls from Scotland, which I still wear. So uh, you met loads of different people who you never would have met here 
obviously. Cool, and you'll be competing against them in the future again, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, okay, super. So again, for the next question, I'm going to come to to each of you, and it's really just: uh, Have you any tips for aspiring young athletes? I would say for everyone to enjoy it. So you'll find something you enjoy. So you just have to keep trying everything till you find something to enjoy. And you will find something because there is so many um, different things to do in athletics. But uh, I'd say, yeah, not take it too seriously and just keep it to that point you enjoy it. Perfect. Ross, what are you thinking? Well, so, uh, somewhat similar to Cara's one, I would say to try everything because, as she said, there's plenty of events for you, whether it's running, pole vault, throws, anything, you know, there's plenty, plenty of stuff to do for anyone. There's something for everyone in athletics, pretty much. Okay, very nicely said. Daniel, what are you thinking? Yeah, I've, I kind of go along the same lines as well, but I think that, um, you know, uh, you know, sometimes when people are joining for the first time or um, I've often tried to recruit people even in college and stuff to get involved with athletics and they they might have ideas and stuff of, of having to be really competitive or kind of people taking it really seriously or stuff but we're all there to kind of have a fun it's we're all kind of enjoy um there to enjoy the the, the different things and i suppose because it's so diverse you get to learn a lot along the way even if you've been involved for for a really long time um um so yeah no it's i'd say just um kind of when something comes up an opportunity just do it you might it might be a race and you're you might not win or get up to the top but you'll still have the experience of being at that event or something um, with the club um, you might um, get get to try different training that you'd never think and you get involved with a group that you really enjoy or um, yeah just going on something so I'd say don't take it too seriously and um, give everything a go that you can because um, um, you won't regret it and um, yeah it'd be well worth it so okay brilliant um, so up next um could maybe one of you tell us about a, a challenge you faced in your athletics journey so far and how you overcame it? Yeah, I, I can I can start off anyways. Um, I suppose uh, last summer um, in June time, um, I got um, cellulitis in my leg and my right leg and it's a bacterial skin infection and it was very unexpected. Um, and it kind of just came out of nowhere, and um, very quickly, um, you you don't realise when that your leg is so important, especially when you're into running and, and cycling and just going around generally. So it was a very strange, real experience for me to end up barely able to move on crutches and hopping around and stuff. Um, that was kind of the initial kind of shock and stuff like that. But um, for kind of the weeks and nearly, we would say months that follow over what you know, it's the best time of the year to be getting out and doing a lot of the stuff that um, I, it took a while for me um, uh, to recover and stuff. So I suppose it was my experience of kind of the injury that kind of took you out and you really have to take it slow and um, you have to be very um, be very disciplined and like you're not able to do this right now. You have to get, kind of go slower. So um, because I'm not very good at that and I always want to be going out doing something um, and people are always giving out to me about that, I ended up, it ended up relapsing like twice or three times or something um, in, in not not too serious ways but it, it stopped me again and again and it was dragging out so I think um, I really had to kind of um, dig deep and um, in, in reverse in a way I suppose and kind of uh, sit it out for a bit longer and it did in the end it did go away and um, I feel anyways in the time after it's been a while now and thankfully nothing else happened but I've kind of come back stronger I definitely have the the mental side of it now from that because it is very mental when, when you're out for injury and people have had that experience and and um, when it's a really important part um, of what you do in your everyday life it can be tough to do it but um, you just find other things you, you can work on other things and um, your different interests that's 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 why it's good to have that but um you know that there's always support someone who'll give you a ring or they'll check in with you how you're doing so um but that's definitely been one of the most they didn't forget about you when you were yeah interested. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> okay sounds good uh so carrie look it'd be great if you could uh, maybe tell us about the the role your coaches and your and your club mates have played in your athletics journey yeah well obviously there's so many coaches in luskin athletic club all volunteers and um, so there's 
coaches for all the age groups and for every discipline in athletics. Um, so whatever you want to do, there's someone to coach you, which is very helpful because we do all disciplines in Luskadlet Club. Um, Aidan McKenna is and Orla Smith are my coaches, so they will help me with everything that needs to be done. They are there constantly for you. Aidan, for example, sends me Instagram videos of workouts to do every week or more like every day. But um, so there's always there someone to help you or do anything really that you need them to do. Uh, like last year or two years ago, even when I first started Steeplechase, I had said about two weeks before that I was going to start Steeplechase. And by two days later, uh, there were Steeplechase hurdles built for me to practice on. And from that, I won the National Juniors. So obviously the support really does help when you need it. And your clubmates, they are the people who make you go to training every week. I wouldn't go to training if my clubmates weren't there, to be honest. It's uh, very hard to motivate yourself sometimes in athletics because it's a independent sport. So you're not doing it as a team, but the, your clubmates really are your team. They uh, are the people who make you go to training and push you on to make you go faster. I guess. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, I mean, I think I said it before, I really wish I had taken up athletics as a, as a younger person. Mm. This all sounds fantastic. And had access to a club like Los KC. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, you know, I think uh, we'll, we'll go, we've about two more questions. I'm going to ask uh, Ross a little bit about cross-training. Okay. Um, so you, you play, you play uh, Gaelic football and then in terms of cross-training, would you use the gym much? I'd, use the, I'd go to the gym quite a lot. So as Cara mentioned, um, Aidan's always sending my dad on videos of exercise and whatnot. So I get down to the gym two or three times a week and I'd be... It's not all legs now, just, you know, I just... <laughs> Aiden would get on to me if I was doing hours, but anyway. Um, so what type? So was it dumbbells or what dumbbells, what squat racks? There's benches, obviously, so you can do. The OTC has pretty much everything that you'd need in it, and you know. So all it all depends on the Instagram video that Aiden. Yeah, sends it depends. <laughs> Half the time, it's only with my body weight, anyway. So like, I wouldn't need dumbbells per se, but sure, you know, no, no harm adding some weight on if you can do it. Um, and is that important then to, so you're, I know you're a kind of a sprinter, an 800 meter runner, so is it important as a 16 year old to, you know, to, to do strength and conditioning? Well, I think, personally, I think it's important, not on, you know, gets my mind off things anyway, but in terms of the actual health and athletics, you know, the exercises are to supplement the running rather than, you know, to look good or whatever, you know, for example, the squats, you need the power in your legs for the sprinting to prevent injury and to, you know, obviously run faster. So that's kind of the aim. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, we're all we're all uh, hoping to do maybe more strength and condition than we actually do. But yeah. Um, yeah, and we have fantastic facilities here. So we're going to finish with our last question to each of you, um, and we'll go with you, Ross, because you have the okay. you have the mic. Uh, what are your goals for the future? Well, short term, I suppose I want to just keep chipping away at my uh, PBs but uh, obviously the main goal is to run for Ireland that's what that's my main goal anyway I'm praying to God someday it works but anyway that's my goal anyway that's a brilliant goal fair play to you Daniel you're up next um, for short term I um, I suppose I really want to come back from what I kind of lost a bit out from last summer and a bit longer term I suppose I never really know I kind of always go with the ebbs and flows but um, I'm, I've recently I've really got interested in the in the mountain and the trail running and stuff like that and I, I really have kind of a, um, a, a kind of a special passion in that area and I, I really enjoy it and the mix of different things so I'd like to get involved with that a little bit more and and yeah see where see where okay. things bring me yeah okay <laughs> And then yourself, Cara, to finish us. Yeah, um, Aidan wouldn't really like me saying this, but I'm not actually someone who loves setting goals because I think things change a lot. So I don't like to have too many expectations. But obviously it is important to have some goals, to have something to aim towards. Um, so I'd like to just, well, I need to get back into a bit more fast running lately because I hurt, I injured myself a bit over the winter. So I just need, I'm just trying to get back into it for now. But um, like Ross said, I'd like to eventually go internationally again and travel with athletics. Sounds great. 
Well, look, I just want to finish by saying that I've really enjoyed talking to you. I mean, you really are an inspiration. I mean, I know LUSKC are very proud of the three of you. I want to wish you the very best of luck with your future events. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed the show. I'd like to thank our guests, Lillian O'Hora, Daniel O'Brien, Ross Moore and Cara McNally and all the team that are working on the Lusk AC podcast, Colin Brown, Julie Griffith, Nicole Hodson, Dwayne Moore, Sean Smith and Colin Wall. Good luck to everyone competing at the upcoming 5K National Championships, the LSA 4 Mile, the Dunshockton 10K, as well as the many graded meets and juvenile outdoor league events. All the best from Los KC.